podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Podcasting to you from a field here in beautiful rural Ireland, I'm Trev Downey, and this is the Anfield Index Pro Transfer Show, which means that you are about to meet Dave Davis. How are you, man? Yeah, good. Missed you, mate. Feelings mutual, buddy, and now we've got lots to talk about, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, Very little catch-up time for pleasantries, because there's a lot of stuff happening. Now, we're going to do these as the... uh, next couple of weeks pan out because obviously it's pretty much all anyone's talking about you open the any website today and it's endless jude bellingham articles it's endless shots of hendo and bellingham looking at each other and trent smiling happily and people looking anxiously at whether he might join liverpool and you know it's that time of the year it's the most wonderful time of the year dave so we're going to get straight into it but it's all been coloured a little bit, obviously, by the bigger picture of the Liverpool uh, ownership situation. And that has taken a little lurch forward with a David Lynch article yesterday about a proposed uh, Saudi-Qatari joint bid. I just want to get your take on this. Uh, what do you think it has any legs? Uh, Lynch is usually reasonably reliable. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly sure he certainly has a history of being one of the ones who used to be in the know. What do you make of this, man? It's one of these, Trevor. You're right. He has history. He's reliable, David Lynch. He's one of them, though. Would you put him in the top tier with like uh, Neil Jones, Paul Joyce, James Pearce, that type of thing? I'm not a hundred percent sure. That being said, though. As they say, there's no smoke without fire. I I would be personally astonished if there's not interest from that area of the world in Liverpool. That That's the key starting point for me. Absolutely astonished if there's not. I think the other club down the East Lanks Road will also create interest and we might lose a, a few bidders that people have said to them. I think the, the story, though, the one thing that intrigues me, saying that Saudi and Qatari link up, I mean, there's without going too in-depth, there's been big differences between those countries, hasn't there, in, in recent times. So that is quite surprising. However, they do have a, a joint bid coming. I don't know if it was for the Olympics or World Cup, probably a bit of a lack of knowledge there on my part, but I know that that joint bid is coming. So if it if it is true, Trev, unbelievable wealth, but unbelievable human rights record at the same time so there's a a different discussion there but I would be very very surprised if there's not massive interest from that neck of the woods put it that way. That's my take as well you know is that it makes no sense that uh, if we are 
an acquirable asset that there would not be people, the most wealthy people uh, looking at that. So that makes sense to me. And anything beyond that is speculation anyway, and it remains to be seen whether there's anything to it. But it's just, uh, like I said, it's kind of the elephant in the room worth addressing before we look at what might be happening with Liverpool. And of course, you know, my conspiratorial uh, tinfoil hat is always gleaming uh, and and always uh, reflecting light left, right and centre. So you wonder how much information knowledge is actually known in the background what amount of the speculation is just that and what is actually almost inevitable perhaps in the background we don't know any of that unfortunately we're not in the know so we can only look at these windows and sort of try to make an assumption that the club will be run in the most progressive way possible by people who have good intentions and aren't hedging their bets or anything else like that that's what we kind of have to do, Dave. So with that in mind, we know what we would like to happen and we know what yeah. is likely to happen. One of the stories that's dominating everybody's uh, attention, um, and you can see the, the 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 wide variety of fan opinion here, uh, is the Bobby Firmino story of uh, contract renewal. Um, it seemed to be very much in the headlines and now it's gone away again. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, it was a weird one. It kind of, like you said, in the headlines, it reached a fever pitch and we all thought, you know, this this is probably just a a matter of picking up the pen and signing on the dotted line. But you're right, it has gone quiet. So from from what we've sort of investigated, from what we found out, there is an offer on the table to Bobby as it stands right now. And that offer has been there for a little while as well. It's obviously not signed. It, it does seem to have gone quiet. Now, you can speculate as to a million things there with obviously the World Cup, his disappointment and not getting in that Brazil squad. You know, is it even to, is it waiting now till the back in Dubai? It's a great photo opportunity, isn't it? With the, the sun, the palm trees, the hats and everything else in the, the background for a Bobby style photo shoot. But <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting one. But yeah, for, from everything we sort of have found out and been digging around, there is an offer right now on the table for Bobby. Can I just get your own personal opinion on that? Because, it, like I say, it's it's split uh, uh, fan opinion immensely. There's the, uh, you know, a pragmatist school of thought who says, look, he's probably, uh, his best days are probably past. And if we can get some money for him now, great. And certainly shouldn't be paying more money, uh, uh, an increase and all that kind of thing. You know, the, you know the type of chat, Dave, the type of chat where... Yeah. 
the person who's doing the talking is pulling on their accountancy hat and and that's fine look I, you do you I, I i never give a shit about the club's money because i don't know anything about it and very few people do know the the full extent of it so i just want them to spend it um i'm just gonna like that's the naive reality of of my supporter existence just spend the fucking money so yeah. i don't care i i don't i don't care about the practicalities do just on a, on a purely what the player means to you, what you think he's worth as an asset going forward, do you want that extension to get signed by Bobby Firmino? It, it, it's a tough one. It's one of those where I think, if I'm honest, Trev, I'm almost arguing like sense over sentiment a little bit because, you know, mm. he, he's an absolute legend in the club. Whatever anyone says, you know, we when he leaves, whenever that does happen, he's going to go as an absolute hero. The, the toughest bit with Bobby has been that he starts the season was brilliant. No two ways about it. Absolutely brilliant. And then naturally there's a, maybe a suspicion's the wrong word, but I'm going to use it. Suspicion is it for the World Cup squad? You know, is it that drive to, to get in that Brazil team? And, and he did make the squad before the World Cup. Since that disappointment and just towards the end of, or so, you know, as the break was coming up, he did tail off. There's no two ways about it. There was a period where he wasn't getting goals. He wasn't getting assists. He, he wasn't playing terribly because it's not always, you know, binary in that sense. But that is just my concern that we've seen the best of Bobby Firmino. If he renews, yeah, it's great saying, oh, he's the, the fifth, the sixth choice attacker, whatever you want to label it as. But let's be honest, with our injury problems, he's been used quite a bit. And that's just the, the slight risk for me. His wage isn't small either. I, I don't know what the, the terms will be or what's on offer to him. You know, if it's this is speculation, is it less? I genuinely don't know. Personally, and I love the player, I have to be honest, but as a purely business sense, I would have liked to have seen another track, um, attacker come in. That's just being honest. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be gutted if he did renew at the same time. It's one of those. It's not bad. It's not good. But if you ask me, sort of gun to my head, I think it would have been a, a good time to wrap it all up with a fanfare this summer, personally. I think you wouldn't be alone in that, to be honest, man. And, and you know, we will talk in a couple of minutes about some of those guys who I think a huge swathe of Liverpool fans would like to see coming in and uh, the Bobby um, um, memories just fired out the door uh, don't let it hit you on the way out kind of thing. Fans are fickle when it comes to that type of thing. So we'll, we'll focus on some of those potential uh, recruits um, in a moment but just to stay a little bit closer to home with guys that are sort of on the books at the moment, you have a little bit of a revelation around offers for a couple of our lots. Um, would you like to talk us through those particular things? Yeah, it's it's not like the, the headline names by any means, but people within the squad, there are there have been solid inquiries and actually offers for a few. So not the biggest names, but Tyler Morton, Leighton Clarkson, and the old favourite, Nat Phillips. <laughs> going through that one by one. I think... It's almost unfortunate for, for Morton and Clarkson. They're both out on loan. Morton's at, at Blackburn. Clarkson's doing well at, at Aberdeen. They're both doing well, to be honest, especially with Morton. He's doing well right at the top end of the championship. So, you know, he's, he's young, he's English. 
there is an offer. Black Blackburn have made it clear if they do go up, they want to make that permanent. Now, that doesn't mean Liverpool have to do anything at all, but it will be very attractive to them, I think. It's, there's, a, there's a lot of talent with Tyler Morton. He's almost a very European-style midfielder. He's not pacey, mm. but he's exceptional technically. You know, almost different from a Premier League-style midfielder, but he's done very, very well in the physicality of the Championship. I would not be surprised if in the summer he goes just on the basis of they'll get a decent offer for him. He's unlikely to break into that Liverpool first team, Trev. It suits everyone well, just being honest. Clarkson, he's doing very well. and This isn't trying to be disparaging in any way. It's really not. He's doing very well at Aberdeen in the SPL. So that's a, you know, it's a considerable lower level than the Premier League, isn't it? Let's be honest about that. So again, they're looking to make that permanent. There's a few other sort of championship clubs come sniffing, so I suspect he gets done in the summer. Nat Phillips, it's, it's, it's tragic talking about this in one way, isn't it? Let's be honest. So it's so hard. Nat Phillips wants to move. Let's be clear on that. He's told Liverpool he wants to move. He's been almost the, the get-out-of-jail-free card, the backup, hasn't he? I mean, he's only been used in like... The Palace game when we were decimated through injuries and the last few minutes against Southampton just to cover people. He wants to move. I think, in all honesty, Liverpool do want to move him on. It just comes with injury concerns in it and having a fifth choice sort of central defender, a lack of midfielders that way. So I actually hope, desperately hope for him, that gets done in January. I know it's going to be like, who's in for him? Southampton have made a solid inquiry there. Leeds have made a, an inquiry in summer and have asked again for January. So, fingers crossed for that more than anything. That one gets done, to be honest. Yeah, I, I you see, it's 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 a really awkward one that, and a lot of people talk about the the academy not producing and the the younger teams not necessarily being uh, the production line we'd want. But of course, a a huge aspect of that side of the club is to, is to create, yes, I hate to say it, but saleable assets too. I mean, that's part, that's part of the business model. So those two guys, Morton and Clarkson may end up being part of that sort of churn. And as you say, for big Nat, you'd like him. the, the, The big problem for Nat Phillips is he had that real, big window in the sun where he was part of a very important period and 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 you know part of of a, a successful run for us um but you know people also remember the other stuff so i hope for him that that it gets done as well i agree with you completely if moving moving to the next little chunk of the uh of, of the show we want to take a look at a couple of places where we might start recruiting We'll have a look at attack in a moment, but midfield has been the big area for so many of us where, you know, we've been talking and and, and I'm I'm on record saying uh, much to the annoyance of an awful lot of the Twitterati that I think it was a really bad idea not recruiting a a quality midfielder when it was patently obvious that was what was wanted literally in the shape of um, Mr. Chimeni. Um, I, I, I don't see why you don't have a backup or a gettable second choice i thought that was what we were supposed to be good at um so let's have a look at maybe midfield recruitment what are you hearing there around stories that might have any legs at all where to start with midfield i think 
midfield was the the biggest sort of drama, concern, or any, any sort of adjective you want to put against it for the summer. And from what we'd heard, that midfield, due to the the lack of recruitment, if, if that makes sense, I'm not really including Arthur in that for the, the last day loan, did cause sort of ructions with the scouts, the analysts, and, and I just want to be clear, I'm not saying that's what's happened to lead Ward, Graham to, to resign, but there's a lot of misgivings, if that makes sense, behind the scenes. So it's been a talk around lessons learned for January and obviously going forth to the, the summer as well. So what we've heard is, in simple terms, Liverpool want a midfielder. Now, I know there's going to be, as per the Twitter conversations I saw, me and you were tagged in on a few people debating that, but Liverpool clearly want a midfielder in January. Now, if you talk about it as almost like a, a shopping list and your top targets, Trev, you know straight away in January how hard it is to get big, big players through the door. And at the same time, we all know who Liverpool want as their top, you know, top shopping list items, so to speak, the big names. So we won't spend too long on this because probably people shouting when they hear this. But, you know, the, the Bellingham, the Enzo Fernandez of this world, etc. You know, even, even to an extent, Caicedo, you know, people that are definitely on that shopping list. So can they get those top targets in? massively unlikely. I'm, let me just rephrase that actually slightly before someone does go mental at this when they hear it. I'm not putting Caicedo, but I'm quoting the first two as, you know, the top tier that they'd want. Can they get them in January? Highly, highly unlikely. So then this is where it really comes to what's been sort of discussed, lessons learned, if you want, from the summer. Liverpool want a midfielder, Trev. There's no two ways about it. There is an extensive list of options, people that have been scouted, people that are being looked at. So just to, to throw sort of the key names that, that we've heard there, Kone, Manu Kone, plays at Borussia Mönchengladbach. Do you know what, Trevor? I forgot how many names I could butcher in an hour period, but we'll probably <laughs> go for the record today. Let's get it. <laughs> pronunciations. Um, Fafana at Monaco. So he's in the, the French squad. We've looked solidly at him. There's also been a, a few mentioned. Now, this is where we have to be careful because the World Cup's a great, great clickbait item, isn't it? A great tournament just to throw names up. But we have apparently looked at, at Musa at Valencia, the American midfielder. Amrabat, to a lesser extent, the Fiorentina guy who's playing with Morocco. That, we've been told that is very much a, a lesser extent. But what we're being told is a couple of key things, Trev. Liverpool are... Not desperate, but they really, really want a midfielder for the January period. They don't expect to get the top names if they can. Amazing. But those are proven highly unlikely. So they do have a serious shopping list of options. What we were also told there, Trev, is I think it's kind of a, a bit known, maybe not well known, but you know, a few people have said it. As you mentioned, they went hard for many. They also went hard for Bellingham this summer. I know people might be going, no, they didn't, no, they didn't. They went hard to Dortmund this summer for Jude. They were just told in that summer he's not for sale at any price. So, long story short, Trev, I would be absolutely astonished if a midfielder 
hasn't arrived by the end of the January window. So I know that almost sounds like staking credibility, but there is massive interest in getting a midfielder in from the shopping list. And there's an acceptance that if you can't get your top, top targets this January, you need to get quality in still. Well, it would be very exciting if we did get a recruit with uh, some news of something definite on the Bellingham front or the Enzo front. With Bellingham, who's just an incredibly gifted footballer, and I think I was, I'm not, I'm not paying any attention to the World Cup. I haven't actually seen any of it, but uh, you can't escape it and it was really interesting to watch the the reactions of some internet pals of mine last night as they were saying oh god it's really really gonna sting if we don't get bellingham at this point because he really is proving himself to be a wonderful footballer and um it's 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 going to really hurt having had this extended connection uh you know uh, this elongated flirtation with the lad and all these sort of um all these lovely things that people can 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 focus on in terms of potential connections and friendships and how and this and that and he he's following this lad and he's doing he's saying that thing you know yourself all the intangibles um but it won't just be us. This is where we have to get realistic. Bellingham is so good that everybody's looking at him and thinking, well, I would like him to be playing for me. Uh, but who are the people who can really afford him? So there's us. There's potentially uh, the crowd you mentioned earlier on who ha- could have new ownership and therefore be sloshing around a bit of money as well at Manchester United. There's also, I guess, City um, for sure. Who are the other clubs that you've heard linked with him in a solid way? I know at least one La Liga club, the obvious one. Anyone else yeah. you've heard? Um, Chelsea are very much interested. They're, from what we've heard, they're, they're not, I can't say they're, they're ruled out, so to speak, but they're, they're not at the top. Um, one thing that I would say is I would rule United out. It, it's not really seen as a, attractive by the sort of Bellingham camp. I think you, you cannot rule Real out. And it, if you ask me gut, my gut tells me Bellingham does fancy. And this is this bit, I want to be clear, is gut. This isn't, you know, we've not heard anything. We've not got any whispers from anything from the AI crowd, etc. I think Bellingham does fancy the move back to the Premier League. But... Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Real Madrid is, is a huge name. You know, a huge club, maybe the club, you, you can argue realistically, Trev. And 
have to look at certain things like Cruz, Modric coming to the end of, of their time. So there's going to be a, a huge gap there. I know they already have world-class midfielders, but you know, to, to add Bellingham to it would be an absolute dream for you know for their legacy as well for the next sort of five, ten years. I think this is just being honest. I am ready to be hurt, Trev. I am ready to be hurt <laughs> hard. I am ready to embrace the darkness on this. And I'm going to be deadly honest. If you ask me, gun to my head again, it will all come down to whether, I'm saying FSG because you don't know who the owners are, the, the price negotiation. So let's just play it's FSG still in charge when this comes up to, to really negotiate it. Will they pay the price? Because you look at the players in the England squad at the moment who he's doing all the bits with, Hendo, Trent. Hendo, Trent, Bellingham are media savvy, Trev. They're clever lads, let's not pretend it. They know how the game works. All these photos, all these interviews, all these things they're saying, they are not stupid lads. They know what they're doing. Now, they also don't strike me for one second, Trent or Hendo, as guys that are silly enough to get themselves into this position, even just as a wind-up, if you know what I mean, to you know, have it blow back on them. So I am ready to be hurt big time, Trev. Big you're all in, time. Dave, you're all, all in. in. All in, all in, <laughs> I really am. I'm not even going to hedge my bets. I am all in on this big time. Fuck it, I'm gonna join you on the on the Bellingham bus. Then I, I I've been I've been so sketchy about it, but I I, I right we're it's a, it's we're adopting this as a show policy. We're all in, and if the midfield is a clear place where recruitment is necessary, a place where it's optional, and some people might say necessary is an attack. Obviously, the ongoing Darwin Nunes evolution and an awful lot of the infantile and puerile commentary around him and his ability, not really enhanced by things I was reading about what happened at the World Cup. Um, that's going to be a distraction away, as is the amount of money associated with Darwin Nunes uh, and the expenditure on our attack. But you don't lose Sadio Mane and not attempt to replace, if not like for like, then, um, you know, somebody who can do that job. That is not Darwin Nunes and that is not what he was bought for. Um, so we're going to be looking at attacking players for sure. This, this team needs to evolve. With that in mind, we've mentioned Bobby Firmino, Willie Wonty. Um, I've seen names on the regular. The one that keeps coming up is Gakpo. Um, but there are at least two others that will not go away. Is this World Cup stuff? Because I think both, certainly one of them is World Cup, um, uh, related. But you, you, you can see where I'm going with this. If, if Bobby Firmino is taken out of the equation, if that contract doesn't get signed, um, and if the Nunes teething period goes on uh, for another long while, we do have immediately then issues in terms of personnel in that attack. We've seen banana situations like yeah. Oxlade-Chamberlain having to do a stint in the, in the front three and stuff like that. It's bananas. So where are we in terms of any of the solidity around stories like those ones linking us to Gagpo? Do you think it's all paper talking? Which ones do you think have most merit? 
probably a little of column A and a little of column B. So for, from what we know, Liverpool, and I can't say they're moving for an attacker. That would be too strong probably, Trev. But they are looking at attackers. Now, I'm not saying that's for January, definitely for, for summer. I, I don't know if it is. Bobby contingency, if you want to call it that, possibly. But Liverpool are definitely looking or scouting, probably the right phrase, hard on certain attackers. So, yeah, the, the Gakpo thing's been all over the, the Dutch media. But being honest, we'll come to him a bit later. I can't really see that for us, but it, it has been mentioned. Kudos, the, the Ghanaian lad, yeah, the Ajax player. Absolutely, we've definitely been looking at him. The other one is, as well, Trev. Um, Noah Okafor, so he plays for, for Red Bull Salzburg. He's not really done much, so to speak, for, for Switzerland in this World Cup, but he's one that, that we've been looking at as well. Again, I, I genuinely don't know. I, I can't, being honest, I can't think it's a priority. Midfield is the, the obvious priority. I don't know if it is Bobby contingency, so to speak, but we have genuinely been scouting. Now, you know I, I sent you this, I was mentioning it to you before the James Pearce article around Diogo Jota, but the Jota injury was horrific, really. You know, essentially the guy has torn his calf, so he's going out with, you know, the team in Dubai, mainly for his rehabilitation. You know, there's no expectations that he's back before February, maybe even March. You know, we, we need a bit of bit of luck, a bit of good healing there in the sunshine, so to speak. So, that that was mentioned as well, but I don't know. My, my gut tells me it's window shopping or looking or preparing. I'd be astonished if anything happened in January attacker-wise, but we are definitely scouting, looking at players, if you want to call it that, Trev. Well, the remainder of this season and, you know, the the necessity of getting top four I put that in quotation marks because if the form continues in the way it is, forget about necessity. It might be necessary, but it's just not going to happen. Um, But the remaining shiny bauble on the table is the Champions League. And if we were to manage to get get ahead of that next massive obstacle um, with their gleaming new um, toys in midfield to uh, just sort of poke us in the ribs, then you know that that is that is the big objective for the season. Then for, for me, I, I, it's the only realistic one. And you know we will really need Nunes to uh, you know <laughs> manifest in his full uh, abilities uh, sooner rather than later. The Jota thing is an absolute tragedy, Dave. It's a fucking yeah. dis- it's a fucking disaster because yeah. the kid had had been such a weapon for us. Um, that it just leaves us, it leaves us really, really hampered. But look, do you know what? It's nice to maybe for the second half of the show shrug off the uh, existential angst around Liverpool and let's have a look at other clubs and what they're doing or not doing, and um, it, it gives us a nice little bit of distance. So we'll start close to home in terms of Premier League um, rivals or uh, other clubs within that division and. <laughs> We can't look past the ongoing um, shenanigans at Chelsea. It is tremendously entertaining. The stuff uh, that shows like this were 
based on uh, and it continues apace they don't seem to be finished you've mentioned already that they you know are being rumored uh, to have interest in bellingham but man alive there's so much more going on there i don't even know where to start with this so i want to let you run at it uh, your way and i might jump in here or there because there's, it's a big topic there's a lot going on there um a lot of moving pieces so you t- you you you'd start driving the bus, and I'll jump on if 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 I want to check something with you. Well, I just had to have the biggest swig of cherry Pepsi Max just to get ready for the Chelsea <laughs> section. Honestly, I think someone someday in Amazon will look back, Trev, and you remember they did that Arsenal documentary over the the summer. Someone somewhere is probably going to be. How the hell did we not go to Chelsea? Because yeah. all the things that have gone on from the summer to now, on it's like Dallas, you know, Dallas was less extreme on what's happened at Chelsea. So, kind of, we'll summarise some stuff just to bring it today. Obviously, we know Tuchel's gone, all that's happened, Potter's in. Literally, everything has been changed by Sweeney Todd there and his ownership. Absolutely amazing. So, <laughs> personnel structure changes so they've changed the whole transfer model essentially it was Bowley and Tuchel previously making a lot of decisions but now there's there's a technical director there's a sport obviously looking at sporting directors analysis analysts sorry all sorts of things and the the amount of names now I know this won't necessarily mean much to sort of general fans but Macaulay and Win Stanley from Brighton behind the scenes, so they pinched them. Um, Shields expect to come in as sporting director. Stewart, they've not started yet, but they're, they're going to start later. So they, they have changed their whole operating model, all to essentially get ready for January and sort of the windows coming up. So I am expecting to see massive things and I've kind of left one name out there because I'm going to come to it Chelsea are going hard for a Red Bull link up Trev now we know we've heard that before with us haven't we a Red Bull link up but from what we're hearing they're, they're going big for it so fully expect by the summer Cuckoo you know the um, Leipzig forward that's pretty much done from what you know a lot of people are suggesting that's pretty much done they're also trying to get the link up for a couple of other players, but the main one they're hearing is Gavardiol, the centre-back, the Croatian centre-back, who, to be fair, has shown quite well at the World Cup. That's a big target for them for the summer. As well, what we're hearing is that they're trying to get a, a Red Bull link up in the way Red Bull works, sort their academy, all those types of things. Now, just to butcher another name that I can, Vivel, they're looking to get him in from Red Bull as their sporting director and all the suggestions are that it was close once, then it, it didn't happen but that it is really, really close now to happening and there's the expectation he comes in as technical director. They also Trev, tried for Christoph Freund as their sporting director but that looked close but it didn't happen. Who's, who's doing that, who's pushing that behind the scenes I don't know, really don't know, but Chelsea are very much trying to get in bed with Red Bull for a player, operating style, what link up, whatever you want to call it, but they are really trying to get their hooks into the Red Bull model. 
I'd have to take a breath with this because there's just so much to talk about. There is so much. Behind the scenes, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's remarkable. They seem to be just tearing it all down and starting again. And you know what? if it works, it's an it's an audacious kind of a, a a a plan, and if it works, it could work really well. This it could be kind of the type of thing that you wince at because it could work really well and therefore elevate them uh, to a status that you know would leave us again behind the eight ball with another huge rival who are who who who's operating in a way that's very very difficult to beat and it's obviously going to have a knock-on effect with the squad of players that are there currently there were some mad rumors about mason mount and liverpool um we know for sure that their midfield is aging if excellent and you've got the likes of Jorginho and kante there who may have a final move somewhere in their career or maybe not so there could be moves around there if so there would you'd imagine be likely moves in so what are you hearing around about player uh, personnel changes that may happen contingent on these uh, link-ups with red bull and so on i don't need a vpn i've got nothing to hide <laughs> this is what i used to tell myself before i hooked up with libertyshield.com Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, magboxes and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Uh, Chelsea are ramping up for the summer and for this January. So you mentioned there Mason Mount. Mason Mount did, if one's been dramatic, Mason Mount did turn down Chelsea's contract offer. So people start saying, oh, like you said, great signing for Liverpool. Yes, it would be. Going to say this now, Trev, not going to happen. The reason he turned down the offer was, if you remember, they renewed Reese James just sort of late summer, sort of the in-between period. They offered him less money. So that was one of the reasons that he, he turned it down. I would bet good, solid money that Mason Mount does renew. Put it this way, Trev, I'll bet that good of money he renews and doesn't come to Liverpool, that if he does come to Liverpool, I'll agree to have a W tattooed on each cheek, so to speak, and bend over. There's no chance Mason Mount is coming to Liverpool, I'm afraid, so we can scratch that one off. The biggest things, though, that that we're hearing from from Chelsea are midfield and attack for them predominantly. I I know we've mentioned Gavardio for the defence there, but if we take the, the midfield... They are red-hot favourites for Declan Rice. We, Declan Rice is leaving West Ham this summer. He'll have a year left. He is not 
going to sign a new deal. He, he's made it clear. He started the intimations about how he wants to play Champions League. Yeah. The smart money is he goes to Chelsea. And I know, don't get me wrong, I'd love to see Declan Rice personally at Liverpool as well. But all the suggestions we're hearing is that is the smart money. Declan Rice set to go to Chelsea. Now, naturally, everyone's going to think, well, hold on, Chelsea have got about 8,000 midfielders. In the midfield picture at the moment, Kante is coming to an end on his contract, and obviously he's been injured a lot. There is a strong suspicion that might not get done. The other one, being honest as well, Trev, is Jorginho is coming into the final six months. And we're hearing it, we'll kind of come to it a bit later, there is huge interest in his homeland as well. So there is going to be at least one departing at Chelsea and I'd bet good money for a midfield that Declan Rice is one of the ones that's coming in there for the midfield definitely yeah makes a lot of sense that man it does make a lot of sense you know in terms of uh all the things that he's saying uh and and again it's understandable it's understandable that Reds fans uh the minute a great player becomes available start thinking that you know would he be a good fit for us and absolutely also it's not it's far from entitled it's it's well earned at this stage the club has been performing at such a high level that it makes perfect sense that we are a destination club now even if the league form does not uh, indicate that um but whether or not uh we would be the kind of club who would pay i'd imagine the astronomical fee that would be required to buy Declan Rice that's where it gets tricky right yeah, there's no unless something changes, which I know it could possibly based on the rumours. But unless something massive changes, there is zero chance we pay that fee for Wright and Bellingham. Absolutely zero chance. But yeah, I, I, I'll stick my neck on the line here. I would very much suspect Declan Wright is a Chelsea player this summer. We'll see what happens. But yeah, that that's their midfield. Their attack trap again, because they just sort of want to reinforce all areas. We know about Nkuku, that is odds on to, to be done this summer. They're still looking at attackers, genuinely, for this window as well. They had a, a bit of a, an interesting gap, but they don't expect to get him. One person they've really looked at hard, and there's a strong suspicion this could happen, Memphis Depay at Barcelona. I mean, for all, all the talk is, it's either going to be the absolute minimal fee for Barcelona or they might even cancel his contract. We, I mean, we've talked at length, haven't we, about Barcelona's precarious financial situation. But Chelsea are genuinely looking at Depay. So that that is Depay, however it's pronounced. I can butcher many names, as we know. So, yeah, that, that is a strong suspicion there. One thing that, that we have heard as well is Pulisic. A lot of rumours that, you know, he might be moving on. And, and again, that seems to be World Cup talk. What what we've actually heard is there's a strong suspicion he stays. He also stays and wants to fight for his position. So we'll see you there. But dear God, Trevor, it's never dull at Chelsea, is it, hey? It really isn't. I mean, the only ones that rival them uh, have rivaled them in terms of, you know, genuinely uh, wow moments and also occasional clown cars are Manchester United and they have their own um, ongoing drama created by the world's most famous show pony uh, in Ronaldo. Um, and, and, and we know that that 
the situation has come to a head it would appear that he's 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 uh he's he's heading off they need a replacement they've said their farewells and all that kind of stuff um it was ugly and a distraction and all that type of thing i have to say the longer that was going on the happier i was because there are some indications that under the Dutchman they are getting their shit together in a way that I don't like to see. Um, if they were to take in a genuine, um, energetic uh, and contribute contributing apart from the occasional goal uh, footballer um, for biggish money, um, then they would start to be uh, a bit of a worry. Is that, first of all, the area you think they need to recruit in attack? And if so, um, what are the targets you're hearing linked with United? Yeah, I mean, whatever you think about, and I, and I think a lot of things about Ronaldo, you know, it does leave a, a big hole, so to speak, in their squad forward-wise. And I know they've got a lot of attacking options, but some of them have not really succeeded, shall we say. Yeah, I mean, they they have looked at replacements. So the big one they started to look at was Osimhen at, at Napoli, their striker. However, Napoli having a great campaign. They're still in the Champions League. And the fee they'd want, and especially dealing with a, with a club like Napoli and Guintoli there, was astronomical. So that's pretty much been moved out. Probably if you, if you ask me, Trev, and I think that this is probably known, it's not so much of a, a secret by any means, Cody Gakpo. They looked at him hard in the summer. You know, there was a I thought that it was going to happen at, at one time. All the smart money says he leaves PSV in January. And the smart money says he does end up at Manchester United. That would be my solid prediction, to be honest. Like that one. That's a good one to hang out there for folks. Uh, it, 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 looking around the rest of the clubs, there's certainly two in Forest and Arsenal who are also looking to recruit. And then Brighton, who may be possibly about to lose one of their prized assets. Talk me through those uh, three clubs as well, Forest, Arsenal and then Brighton. Yeah, um, Forest, incredibly, the window hasn't even started and they've made the 24th signing of their season. So Gustavo Scarpa, I think it's pronounced, so... From Brazil on a free transfer, an attacking midfielder, which, you know, Forrest are really short of those with the likes of Lingard, Toffolo and all the rest type of things. But it is another signing for Forrest. I mean, the one thing whenever we look back, whatever happens with Forrest, you can't say the owner and the transfer people haven't thrown the kitchen sink at it, haven't you? Whether, whether that proves successful is another matter. But yeah, they've already made their 24th signing of the summer. Wow. Um, Arsenal. This is incredible, and we'll, we'll actually see probably how well I can butcher a name now. I think Mikhailo Murdoch, the Shakhtar Donetsk winger, young player, done very, very well in the Champions League for Shakhtar, really shone. A lot of talk that, that, that he's quite close, that he really fancies Arsenal. It's a great signing for them. Shakhtar didn't make the knockout stages, so, you know, dropping down into the... Um, Europa and also with everything that's happening in Ukraine at the moment, it just seems a, a good move for all parties. So there's a strong suspicion that one happens. Brighton, yeah, Trev. I mean, they've been absolutely pillaged by Chelsea for for the staff, the back room, everything around that. 
Trossard, Leandro Trossard. Now, this not hearing that this is happening to Chelsea, I just want to be clear on that because it's maybe an easy link to make that his contract's running down, Potter's there, all those types of things. So it's an easy link to make. But Trossard is not signing a new contract at Brighton. So there is a strong suspicion now that Chelsea are in. Again, I'm not got anything solid of that. I'd be lying if I said I've heard anything particular. But there will be clubs looking at him now on a bargain. He might decide to run it down and go on a free, but he ain't signing that new deal. Simple as that. Very interesting. Now, if we broaden our scope um, to the grander scheme of things in the continent and have a look around Europe, there are some bits and pieces happening that we can have a little natter about to finish up our show today. And unsurprisingly, um, a team that's always looking to add to their existing uh, and, you know, very impressive roster is Bayern Munich. Um, I wonder, is there a possibility there of a Liverpool connection too, in terms of one particular player that we've heard linked um, to the club and apparently a, f- a favourite of Jurgen Klopp's? There are a few things going on there at Bayern. Let's start our little European tour there. Yeah, we know Bayern always look for bargains. They always look to cherry pick from their own league, the Bundesliga there. And yeah, absolutely. It it looks like this one's pretty much done on a free for the summer, Conrad Leimer. Yeah, and being honest, exactly as you said, that is a player that Jurgen Klopp and made serious personal overtures towards, really wanted him. And obviously speaking from the, the people that, as you know, Trev, we, we've asked around the Bundesliga, Klopp went hard for him, but it, he's just not managed to sway him. It seems pretty much certain that he ends up at Bayern in the summer, which is interesting because Bayern have got a lot of midfielders. And I mean, a lot of midfielders. They actually restocked there in the summer while with even like the likes of Gravenberch. So, that is a bit of a surprise, and there is a suspicion one does leave with him coming in. On the other side, the one thing that that Klopp did really like, and Bayern did really like, or do really like, I should say, sorry, as well, Lima can actually play right back at the same time as well. So the strong suspicion that we actually got today from sort of shopping around is that Pavard will, could well be the one to leave. It's not really working out for him well. It's not really working out for him well in the French team at the moment. So there's an obvious sort of move on there because there's a struggle to see who is the midfielder that will shop out. And speaking of their also domestic interest, Marcus Turan. So the French forward, who's actually at Mönchengladbach, having a great season there, to be fair, in a team that's only eight, you know, banging them in left, right and centre, getting assists as well. Bayern made a strong move to try and get him in in the summer as well. Interestingly, there's a lot of Premier League teams retaining interest. We, we've got a, an interest. I wouldn't say it's strong, but, you know, we, we've got an interest. United are interested in Turam as well, but Bayern have made serious moves. And history repeating itself, isn't it, Trev? Whenever a, a player does well in the Bundesliga, like a Lewandowski, a Goethe, he swoops in on a free. We know how this one plays out. That's it, and it's kind of oh, it's it's the pressing's too strong a word, but it's it's it is disheartening, isn't it, to see just the incredible 
inevitability uh once Bayern Munich get involved it's 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 almost the same as when Real Madrid do the same thing it's it, it, well in fact they're, they're very very similar they've got that uh status uh, they've got the, the 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 money to offer they've got that the tradition and everything in their favor and it just seems that once one of those two clubs bats their eyelids at a given player it's pretty much a done deal and of course in Italy there are a couple of equivalents not one massive massive one on the same scale because I think over the years people have taken turns you've had your Milan period you had your Inter period but Juve who are in serious, serious uh, uh, overhaul mode uh, and under serious um, microscope at the moment, will obviously have quite a bit going on. What what do we know about what's going on at Juventus? And then maybe is there anything else in the broader Italian scene that you want to mention as well? Juventus is absolutely crazy, Trev. To be honest, when everything broke around Juventus, I start thinking, Christ, this could be the new, you know, Barcelona drama, you know, as dramatic as Chelsea, that type of thing. And it could give us material galore. Yeah. And also, when all the finances start coming out, I was like, I did think, Christ, I hope Mo Chatter has got his angina spray or something, because he'll be going to the wall <laughs> seeing all the stuff that's coming out. Absolutely <laughs> insane. So, under investigation for a while, and this is back in April, they were found not guilty of inflating transfer fees for players and cooking the books, for want of a better phrase. Now, back under investigation, it seems like it's all coming out that actually they were, long story short, Agnelli's resigned, Nedved as the sporting director, all sorts of things going off. And the big thing that's coming out is court documents being requested by players' agents. So Ronaldo's agents, Mendes requested court documents, Rabio's mum is also his agent requested court documents about payment structures because it seems like they've been doing a lot of cooking the books and for want of a better phrase, Trev, paying players under the table to keep it off the book, so to speak. So naturally, God knows what's going to end up happening realistically at Juventus. But I mean, you're talking about a club that's posted losses now into the hundreds of millions. You know, we've been here before, haven't we? So this is speculation, this bit, but you have to then start thinking, like, who have they got that's a sellable asset? So you start looking at players, don't you? Like Chiesa being the obvious one, just back from a horrific injury. Vlaovic. Now, that is all speculation. But a club whose entire board resigns, he's under investigation and has made losses of a hundred or hundreds of millions of pounds. Does this sound familiar at all, Trev, by any chance? Oh, Italy never change, never change. It is remarkable. Of course, I know you. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Their their pals, uh, in 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 Spain. But I mean, it's it is remarkable. It's just it's just it's it's a, it's a stunning story. And as you say, as yet only unfolding. The knock on effects could be massive, or perhaps. They may stanch the flow of blood and pull some sort of Chelsea manoeuvre and uh, everything will sort of steady. But it just looks like far too big of a scandal to uh, just go away. And there'll have to be knock-on effects there. Um, Like I say, only in Italy. Uh, And it's not just... Juve are, are obviously the story. But in terms of comings and goings, there are other clubs... Uh, Fiorentina, Milan, 
Inter who are looking at doing a little bit of moving and shaking. You've heard one or two things there, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. So Fiorentina, Amrabat, the, the midfielder, we, in fact, we've been linked with him quite recently. His agent is clearly looking to, to move him on. He has got a few years left on his contract and they've got an option to extend, but they have realised he's been in the shop window with the um, the World Cup. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone does make an offer for him in that regard in January. Um, both Milan clubs play, we've mentioned before, Trev, Jorginho, both Inter and AC, really keen on Jorginho. Interesting, former Napoli player, but an Italian there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that one. Again, probably a name I'm going to murder here, but I think it's pronounced Benneker. I think it's pronounced at AC Milan, set to, to leave on a free as well. It's, there's a lot of rumours linking him with us, but not hearing anything, have to be honest, but he will be an attractive prospect. And the big one AC Milan are, are sort of stressing about, so to speak, they're trying to get Rafa Liao, you know, the Portuguese winger who's had a superb season, you know, last few years, really become a prop property. They're trying to get him on a new deal with his contract, not sort of expired, but with a, a lesser term that they'd want. So, there's a lot, a lot of European interest in him as well. So, yeah, it's, it's all um, it's all busy, realistically, in the Italian world. But a lot of it, to be honest, Trev, tends to be in terms of people looking to, to poach, shall we say, from Serie A. Jorginho being the exception on the free. But, yeah, we'll be interested to see what happens in Italy, no doubts at all. And let's wrap it up then in terms of our European tour. Um, obviously, we mentioned Real Madrid earlier on and, you know, the, a transfer window does not pass uh, without their uh, names being uh, connected to the most attractive uh, signings and, and, and assets of other clubs. But their partners or their buddies across uh, the, the, the city, Atletico, um have their own issues uh yeah. behind the scenes and may need to do some uh financial jiggery pokery themselves which will have probably a knock-on effect in terms of personnel um what do we know that might be potentially happening there yeah we, we mentioned it sort of in the summer didn't we about the the financial fair play rules and how atletico hadn't really balanced the book so there was always going to be like you said a knock-on effect there so a couple of things, actually, one word that we heard today quite solidly, that Jao, this isn't the one, but Jao Felix is looking to, to leave Atletico. And in fact, they would be quite happy to sell him for the right price as well. I mean, a, a huge name, huge fee, not really quite worked out. And obviously, you can go into the reasons for that style of football, Simeone, etc., etc. But Mendes is actively shopping Felix around. so. That's something to, to definitely keep an eye on. And ideally, they probably like it done in January. You know, we could, you know, 30th of June, that big day next year for financial fair play. But they're very much looking to ship one out in January. And the name that we got today, Trev, as well, Matias Kuna. So the, the Brazilian attacker, been a disaster since he, for him personally as well, since he moved there. It's just not happened in Madrid for him at all. And that's the reason why he missed out realistically on the um, Brazil squad for the, the World Cup. It was a pretty obvious one to see that there. Interestingly, his agent again is shopping him around. Atletico quite happy with that. England, 
is where he's linked with quite strongly that Chelsea have a small interest. Wolves have an interest as well. The reason Wolves, there's the Mendes link naturally there, isn't there? But yeah, there is a strong suspicion that either Kuna or Felix are not going to be Atletico come the close of the January window. I can only imagine how much industrial quantities of um, cherry uh, diet, what was it? What was it? Cherry Pepsi Max. Cherry Pepsi Max. I can only, I can only imagine. You've clearly, you you must have gone through about four cans there because you've been under serious pressure. Uh, I'm very much aware that the structure of this show is me teeing you up and letting you off, and you're doing all the heavy lifting on the show. So it, I, it's it's it, these these are things that should be acknowledged, um, and I I I I'm heartily impressed as ever, Dave, with the breadth and depth of knowledge and references that we've got here. We've literally churned through a tremendous amount of information, and I have no doubt that when it comes to the next show, hopefully next week. We'll have exactly the same, if not more, uh, to work our way through, hopefully with some more seriously tangible and real uh, links um, as we get closer to uh, the season returning. So let me just say, fair play, man. That's a lot of stuff that you put on the table there, and hopefully people enjoyed that trip around the Liverpool universe, the grander Premier League, and then into Europe. Um, and look, it just remains for me to say, as ever, thanks very much. No worries. Pleasure, man. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds. And it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.